Here's the situation, Rush. You are brought in by the Food Ratio Stabilization Organization to codify food ratios that have been up to now left up to the discretion of the maker. I will give you those foods later, and you can you can tell me what ratios you think they should be in. I, I know you have strong strong opinions on food, so we'll, we'll... I do. Yeah. I do. So I'm looking forward to doing some work for person there. Uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, uh, TJ, is ratio-free Europe. I tell you... Ratio- I liked I liked the sound of it, and uh, and I then I had a hard time coming up with with uh, situations that I dug, but I love I it felt like the possibilities were just just pregnant with possibilities from ratio free yeah. Europe. I, I it felt oh, like I agree. I rich. It was, great, <laughs> it was your uh, it was your pun idea. I like it, uh, and I'm gonna go right into one. Do it. Um, that's one of you know one of my favorite maybe maybe my favorite type of situation to do. Okay, and that is. We're bringing back the champion of champions. Oh, great. This is our third time, so we'll get another champion uh, put into the champion of champions Hall of Fame. So uh, to start with... We have two champions in, right? We have the highly controversial Michael Phelps selection. (laughs) And Meryl Streep, which I imagine was less controversial? We have uh, Meryl Streep. Okay. who is who just who yeah, just controversial for sure. just nipped out Viola Viola Davis I think right just that's right yeah that's right and I I've done the um, sports one with probably twenty people and you're the only one that had Phelps win it and hmm. I've done the um, actress one with uh, like four people and all four had the same final three of Kate Blanchett Meryl Streep and Viola Davis so it's it's easy. strong how long how's the longest What's the longest that anyone else had Phelps in for? Was Phelps just just meat from the beginning on everybody's or Yeah, he typically went down in the in the middle section. Hmm. I mean, he almost always loses on one of the like uh dexterity thing like the carnival game toss or the uh throwing the a football play. That like guy's that. so long. On that Carney game toss, he's so long. He's gonna be he's gonna be out there with, with LeBron with the wingspan. He's gonna be yeah, way out good. there, you know? Yeah, it kind of depends on when Bolt goes down because Bolt is like the, the cushion for those in those those events. Okay, like usually people think like Bolt would be terrible at those things. So if he's still there, then Phelps can make it a little deeper. But I, I've never had him go to the finals. It weirdly Jordan makes the finals like quite quite often and rarely wins it. LeBron all, almost always goes out on the frisbee golf. Okay, uh, he like usually makes the final three and then and then goes out. So, so Federer has made the final several times, which I'm always happy to hear. And is that that's because your that's because it's your setup? I think that's no, no. I think it's I think it might be because they don't want to say Federer lost, you know, because they know I'll be upset. That's what I mean. It's because it's your it's because you're hosting this. If if yeah. I if I hosted it, like Nomar would probably go a little further than than he should yeah. on this. I, I, I think. I think that's probably true. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it's justifiable. I mean, the the one thing. You know, it's not. I didn't rig it, but like the one thing is, Federer's probably weakest event would be the bench press, but Secretariat always gets knocked down <laughs> right. on the bench press. So, so you know, Federer gets past that one, and then I do think and there's a very good argument, but but no one has ever had Federer win it because the final three events are not are not, not Federer friendly. You should maybe maybe at some point shuffle the events. Yeah, you know, like just just put them in a hat, pick them pick them at random. 
and see how different the results are. I mean, it will definitely change it. Yeah, it will. Def- that's that's the great thing about Champion of Champions, though, is you just got to You just mm-hmm. got to not be the worst. Each All right. Time. So, so the way it works. Let's those get that to it. Haven't heard of one of these before. Is I give ten kind of champions, ten ten well respected entities in in a, in a given area, and this this one's a little different. This one is going to be countries in Europe. Okay. And so these are these are ten well liked for the most part, uh, like travel type destinations, and then we do a number of uh, kind of scenarios, and you have to just pick which one is your last choice yep. for that scenario, and they get the boot. It's and just the one that gets eaten by the bear. It's not. It's not who exactly. comes in first. It's just bear. It's just the bear food, you know. Exactly, and then you know you you survive eight eliminations to make the final two, and then as always, it's a best two out of three in the finals between between the top two at the end. Okay. So here are your ten countries. Do it. England. Yes. Ireland. Okay. France. Okay. Spain. All right. Germany. Yes. It- Italy. Yes. Switzerland. Okay. Sweden. All right. Russia. Yep. And the Netherlands. Okay. So there's your that's your ten. Obviously, there's some great countries that didn't make the, that list. Maybe those that could be controversial decision, but you know it's hard to pick. These are these are ten highly prestigious countries. Yes. And and I'm going to give you now uh, a series of, of things, and you just have to to. Uh, Say which which would come in last. If okay. We eliminate them. And I'd like to All say right. this immediately. I'm not very well traveled. I have been to two of these places, so most of my stuff will be conjecture and reputation. It, they will yep. not be from personal experience or anything like that. So. Yep. And that's 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 just fine. Uh, the first one is a travel related one. Okay. Um, and this is you have to spend one ten day trip there in the summer. And one ten day trip in the winter. Okay. So it's a, t- a ten day vacation in the same year, once during the summer, once during the winter. What is last place amongst those ten countries? Don't know if I want to go there anyway. Don't. So the fact that I have to go there twice probably, and depending on what part of it, the I think the winter could be rough and unattractive. Get rid of Russia. Yeah, Russia, right out of there. Going to be up there with Streep and Michael Phelps. Uh, all right, next is, um, second thing is, uh, you find out that next summer, right down the street from you, very easy, nice walk, is a restaurant from each of the nine uh, remaining countries. Okay. That uh, not only has cuisine of that country, but also a little bit of a feel of, uh, you, you know, thematic uh, feel uh, of that country. Uh, which is the last place the one you're just like, nope, not interested in a restaurant with that type of cuisine. People take easy shots at the cuisine of like England and Ireland, those UK cuisines. Yep. But um, but there's a couple items they make that that I I don't mind. Um, I'm I'm gonna get rid of this one because it feels like pickled fish is way too close to something that they would really like. Um, das Swedenhaus is out. All right. Out too too bad for the Swedes. Yeah, couldn't make it through the uh, the food there. If the best they um, have is the meatballs, I don't want them. You know. Yeah, you're not you're not a big Ann Sather guy. You're not, no, you're not like constantly working your way to Ann. I Sather. like the cinnamon rolls there, but I don't think those are necessarily Swedish. So uh, right. so I th- I think I might be able to get those in other places. 
And I do recall you getting very upset at Dougie Poots one time for uh, uh, eating Swedish fish. Was, so, uh, and, not your favorite, not your favorite yeah, candy. I mean, you're, correct. Not and not because I find them too Swedish. I, uh, in yeah. that case, but uh, okay. but yes, uh, it, it didn't it didn't didn't do anything to tickle my fancy in that case. All right. And I don't know so what the food got- of Netherlands is, except that they put mayonnaise on way too many things, which I do not like. But uh, but so far. I'm a little more intrigued by what the hell is Netherlands food. So, so Sweden yeah. goes. So Netherlands may be lucky that the Swedes were still in, but mm-hmm. you know now the Netherlands just as good a chance as anybody to to be the champion of champions. Next up, you learn you 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 hear that there is an quote interesting and entertaining animal competition Ooh. in each of these countries, and you got to pick uh, which which would be the last country where you would want to go to. Uh, what what those uh, natives think would be an interesting and entertaining animal competition? Um, man, I think. Oh no, hedgehogs! Uh, who has? You know what? I don't trust the German taste in things. Yep. Uh, yep. I I don't. What they find interesting and entertaining might not be what I find interesting and entertaining. So we're gonna get rid of Germany on that. That's an that's a good answer. I, you know, I kind of agree. Now yeah. to say it that way, I'm kind of like, like mm. I think Russia. If Russia was still in, they'd be right. Out. What but you find uh, interesting and entertaining, I don't know if that's kind of in the mainstream like of uh, interesting and entertaining. I could just see it being something where you're like, oh, this is mm. yes. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried about the safety of these animals. Yeah, das ist not you good. Know? Das ist whereas like I know that France is fun stuff with the with some animal competition. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Germans, I'm sure, okay. have a word so, for uh, watching. I'm sure the the Germans have a vocab word for, um, like, uh, watching a smaller animal eat a slightly larger animal. You know, like <laughs> I think I think they have that uh, have a word for that. You know, that's krakenkut. You know, like yeah, it's something sure. something like that. They, they probably have a word for the feeling of. Uh, <laughs> Of frustration when <laughs> foreigners determine that uh, your way of You're... life is uh, goofy with respect to animals. They probably have a word for that, too. And they're all feeling that if they're listening to this podcast. Uh, apologies to Germany, a country which I have very, very much enjoyed uh, visiting. Yeah, you've had, you've had um, Oktoberfest and stuff. All right, ready yep. when you are, pal. All right, next up is um, from the remaining seven countries, you are going to get a, uh, a pre screening. And be able to watch um, uh, their "quote unquote" uh, finest film from from one of their uh, uh, up and coming directors hmm. uh, next year. So they have like a contest. The country d- determines what is the quote finest film, sends them all to you. You got to throw one of them right in the trash without watching it. Which one are you not going to take a look at? Um, I'll I'll likely regret this, but. And this is more a, a reputation like, ugh, I don't understand any of this shit or whatever. And it's too moody and there's too many close-ups. I'm booting France on this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Out go, out go the French. Yep. So you're, the, the Irish cinema stays on top of the French. We got the English, Spanish, Italian, Swiss, the Swiss, and the Netherlands. The England and Irish, the English and Irish are there just for the avoidance of the subtitles. Still, you know, like I, I, I don't. It's the the two places yep. I don't have to. I don't have to read. And I know there's been in 
incredibly good French directors. Um, but I just don't like, ugh, this could be just too... I- Italy was in there too, almost on reputation of like, I don't want to watch uh, just a clown bounce a, you know, a big ball around on his on his hat for a while because that's what is the best right now. So just um, for listeners, what I have left are England, Ireland, Spain, Italy, Switzerland, and the Netherlands are all still in the running. That's right. That's the remaining six. Okay, next one is um, you... Uh, get put onto the next season of the Amazing Race, Ooh. and the Amazing Race. You'll you'll be there with uh, with Beth as your partner. Okay, and you guys uh, are going to be the entire season of the Amazing Race. To your understanding, will start and end in one of these countries, uh, uh, which would be the last country that you would want to participate in the Amazing Race uh, in. Wow, um, unfortunately. Um, for the Netherlands, everything else are like, I, I've been to England and I really liked it. Never been to Ireland. I've always wanted to. Spain is on probably number one on my list of places I've never been. I've been to Italy and really enjoy it. And my brother says Switzerland's the most beautiful place on earth. So unfortunately it leaves a good country out on this case, but I got to bounce, uh, the Netherlands on this one. The Netherlands. Yeah. I will say, um, uh, one additional thing about the Netherlands is um, for the amazing race is like, at least in Amsterdam, it is a little tricky to find your way around. <laughs> over there. Isn't there a, like a famous, almost mathematical thing of like trying to get around like the heart of Amsterdam using only every bridge once or something like that. I think it was like a long lasting mathematical conundrum or whatever. Yeah. I, well, I, I can tell you, I once, uh, was in Amsterdam and thought I was walking uh, to my friend's house where I was staying, and an hour later realized I was like completely, I'd gone the complete wrong way. So I think I would struggle there, and uh, I, I think you've made a good choice. All right, uh, only um, five countries remaining England, Ireland, Spain, Italy, and Switzerland. Um, and the next one is you have to learn the native language of that country to get uh, a free. Uh, going back to our free part of Ratio Free Europe, uh, you get uh, a free pass with Duolingo to learn the language uh, of this country. What's the last one, the one you're least interested in uh, in doing that? Uh, Auf Wiedersehen, Switzerland. All right. And that is, is in picking up Swiss. Yeah, what is it? Is or it Swiss German? Yeah, right. Is it German or French or is Swiss is Swiss a language? And if so, is it just kind of like Frenchy German or is it? Uh... I wasn't even sure if there was a Swiss language or not. I was, my guess was that it was like, yeah, okay. Primarily uh, German or French? It would be, my understanding is there's something called Swiss German, which I know Federer speaks, but my understanding is that there are many uh, official languages of Sweden, including, uh, I'm sorry, of Switzerland, excuse me, uh, including French, Italian, German, and um, like some other uh, kind of, like I said, like Swiss German. Uh, so Romance, Romance, R-O-M-A-N-S-H is the fourth of their four official huh. languages. So I, I guess you could pick any <laughs> buddy, one of them. But... Buddy, don't worry. I already speak Romance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Only 0.5%. German, German is the language of 62%. Okay. Of, yeah. Uh, that's of, what I figured. Didn't want it. Buddy, I, I ooze Romance, you know? It comes yeah, out my pores, right. pal. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I learned how to say because I rarely eat in a restaurant, so I actually learned how to say uh, to go in Italian, and it's per portovia, which I think it means nice. to carry down the road. <laughs> Very good. 
Uh, okay, uh, only four countries remaining, England, Ireland, Spain, and Italy. Um, you find out that each of those four countries has a, a like a legitimate magic school. Ooh. And you get to go and visit the magic school at the Hogwarts type of, uh, you know, Hogwarts would probably be the one in England, for instance. Yeah. Um, which one, uh, which which country's magic school are you least interested in, uh, in attending? Probably, damn, like, it's between, it's weird. This is one of those weird ones where, like, I think it's either first or last is Irish because it seems like it could be some ridiculous types of magic for that. Like yep. there could be like some just shepherding magic, you know, or, or like uh, fine hops magic. But I think the, the sense of humor uh, that I perceive in the Irish school of magic is going to keep it around. Italian, that feels like some old uh, crazy uh, arcane magic. I think Spain is out. Because England feels Spain. like maybe they invented magic, you know, like like England or Egypt, maybe they invented they invented magic. So Spain yep. is is out, magic out. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's uh, yeah. You hate to see Spain go out, just like I have been to Spain, but uh, I think uh, taking like a long trip through Spain might might also be my number one kind of bucket list. Yeah. Uh, Europe trip at this point. I've, I've been to Barcelona for a few days, which was awesome. That's uh, where I'd like to see Spain. that in Sevilla. Um, all right. So uh, final, before we get down to the, the last two in their three-way contest, uh, you now get tickets to the top five sporting events of the year for that country. Which one uh, are you least interested in getting those sporting tickets for England, Ireland, or Italy? England. England. Wow. Yeah. Gotta yep. disagree strongly with that that choice. Yep. Out. Uh what what are the five biggest sporting events in Ireland? I wanna see curling. I wanna see whatever whatever um whatever like a curling, their biggest curling match looks like. Um I guess some cricket, some soccer. I wanna see like what their biggest. Maybe it's a it could be a horse race. Um, but I'm like I figure the five biggest in England are all gonna be soccer matches and I don't no, you got Wimbledon. You got oh, no uh, desire to see that. You got uh, yeah. There would be soccer. There would be um, I don't know any sport that they'd have in Ireland. They'd have in, in England. Yeah, well. but it would be it'd be more quaint in Ireland. Yeah, just got to strongly disagree. But it's your yeah. it's your choice. I don't so want to see like I don't want like like Wembley. Might as well be like a stadium in the U.S. I feel like. There could be a big, like Ireland's biggest thing could be just in a, like a grass field somewhere. And it feels more quaint to me. Um, That's right. And then like Italy for the pomp and circumstance of their Serie Serie A. Maybe there'd be like a motorcycle race, like a Moto Guzzi, yeah, like, like a something. One race. Yeah. So, um, so that out goes, out goes England. So England is out. So you're fine. You, you went with the I nations, uh, Ireland and Italy. That's your final two. And here are the rush. There's no I in Ireland. Ireland. So you know what I mean? Two out of three to see who joins. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so between Ireland and Italy, best two out of three. First, first of the three finals contest is uh, you got to pack up and move there on January 1st for five years. Where you, where you rather be Ireland or Italy. I'm going to go five years in Ireland. Five years in Ireland. Second contest, or second uh, part of the finals, and maybe we won't get to the third. Uh, 
is you can teleport to one and only one location within that country and teleport back and forth from there as much as you want. Enjoy that location, but you can't leave the premises of that location. For instance, had England made the finals, which it did not, you could say uh, the, you know, uh, the, Stonehenge, the, the British Museum or Stonehenge or whatever you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one will be Italy. All right. And do you have a sense of where you would set the teleportation? My guess is Venice. I never, I've never been. And that seems like just kind of like a magical setup. So maybe the Grand Canal of uh, the Grand Canal in, in Venice, uh, I think would be pretty, pretty stunning. Nice. Okay. So it does come down to a, a, a tiebreaker. And that is you get to meet any five hi- historical figures, living or dead, of your choosing from that nation. Do you want five from Ireland? Do you want five from Italy? That's ultimately going to decide who is the champion of champions, top European country. Um, so it's a, Italy's list is more is going to be more impressive because you got Galileo and Michelangelo, and you have you know a, a, any of the old uh, sculptors, uh, you know Botticelli or whoever you want to pick from that. Uh, some amazing composers, but. My sense is that the Irish are going to be a little more fun. That hanging out with Oscar Wilde is going to be uh, a, a, a bigger hoot and holler than hanging around with like Modigliani, um, who's you know maybe that's unfair to Modigliani. I don't know his re- I don't I don't know his personality, but but I have a feeling. No, you know, no, like... I, I had breakfast. I had breakfast with him yesterday. <laughs> no, I, I had breakfast with him yesterday. You're not wrong. Yeah, and even if I just pick some live guys, you know, there's there's a bunch there's a bunch of bunch of you know a bunch of fun time. I mean, Ireland's built for fun. It's baked in. It's baked into the national uh, to the national personality. So Ireland wins in the best two out of three and is the champion of champions. And right. I will have winning over Michael Phelps if they meet in any sort of competition. That'll be it'll be Ireland over Phelps if if it comes down to it. We don't know. You I don't hear know. you. Can't say for sure, <laughs> but there is going to at some point there will be a competition involving Ireland and Michael Phelps and Meryl Streep. So anyway, that we're, we're three three tenths of the way wow. to our champion of champions before we have the champion of champion of champions. Well, that one was nice and long, so we can keep this one short because I don't like this one, but I, I got it and I'm, I'm going to put it out there because it was on topic. So um, ratio free Europe. I was thinking about free in Europe, and that led me to. Duty free, Rush. So here's the situation. You're contacted by Mr. Duty Free. He says, Rush, for years I've built my empire on perfume, booze, cigarettes, and chocolate. I've been told that maybe some of these aren't good for people. Maybe perfume isn't as popular as it used to be. How can I overhaul my inventory at the Duty Free to make it more current? Or uh, should I keep some stuff? Is there anything I should add? Help me out in any way you can help me to reform the Duty Free because people are just like, passing it by right now because it seems like it's kind of outdated outmoded help me out i agree i agree with the premise let me start there uh can't remember the last time i went into a duty-free store Mm -hmm. um it feels anachronistic you know Mm -hmm. Uh, right so totally agree with (laughs) it does feel like like the days of like pan am and uh you know like trans world airlines and you go in there and you get two cartons of cigarettes or whatever and you know and why anyone would need to buy perfume on their way out of the country I d- i'm not sure but right right and i want to stick with this theme that it's it's stuff that you want when you're traveling internationally right yep. so <clears throat> either either to take with you like last minute stuff that you might want to add to what you've packed or 
right when you get back to your country or, or right to the, the other country, what's something that you might want and need? It, uh, it always before. seemed odd to me, and more often than not, the, 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 the times I've traveled out of the country, I've been to Europe, that they were selling a lot of like European chocolate to me on my way to where they make the chocolate that I'll be that I'll be buying. It's like Cadbury's chocolate on the way to England or Swiss chocolate or Toblerone or whatever. It's like they're selling you European chocolate on your way to those countries. It seemed seemed right. odd. So if I was going to kind of revamp it, I would start with focusing on uh, travel necessities and in particular electronics. Yep, I hear you. So... Uh, ways to make sure that my phone will operate effectively, even if it's like a burner type uh, phone that I can pick up for use for international call, yep. international calling plans, data plans, stuff like that. You can you could buy at, at the store uh, any sort of batteries and uh, uh, outlet plugs and other stuff that you might forget. Oh, shoot. I'm going to Europe. I forgot in England. They have a different style of plug right. to be able to charge my uh, iPad or whatever it is that I'm bringing. So I want all that stuff. So all the kind of like, Hey, and, and then that way, uh, packing it all is, is less of a concern. And then, you know, if you're stuck in the airport for a few hours, ah, great. Here are a couple of things I forgot that I might want, uh, to have over there with me. Similarly, like throw me in, you know, just, uh, some like travel, like really nice like, travel journals, um, or little like, I don't know, bags and stuff, things that I might want to add to the trip to give me a little more storage capacity. Cause you know, now I, I, I don't have to, I don't have my carry, uh, my carry on or whatever is all I've got. I've, I've sent some luggage. Maybe I, I got room to add a little extra stuff and that'll help me, uh, with, with my, with my packing plan. I'm when I get over sure there. this falls under the electronics, but I know you're a fan of it and would probably say like, Hey, uh, if you can keep them in stock, throw some Nintendo switches in, uh, in there. That's, that's a, good plane game right or a good plane yes. system in fact it, i hadn't thought of that specifically but that's great because the, the last thing i was going to say is um you know i think that for international travel i i am always worried that i don't have enough um at entertainment so if i'm only going to be able to take up all the hours so give me like a uh you, you know, uh, like a fast download station or something, just like, here's a bunch of movies, here's a bunch of TV shows, yep. and you rent them, right? And then you drop them off in the duty-free when you come back. So, like, I haven't seen The Americans as a show I've wanted to see for a while. So instead of having to go through the pain of, like, getting it, downloading it all, having it take up a ton of space on my iPad, is there a way to um, nice. uh, pick up, like, a, a like a memory stick or, you know, for, for devices that still have DVD players, you could pick that up. Just something, uh, something like that, or, you know, or, or a fast download station or just something where you could, you can basically, instead of paying 79 bucks, you can pay $10 and you get all that stuff for your, your trip. So that's, that's what I'm going to focus on. Kooky old Mr. Mr. Duty Free lives up in that spooky mansion on the hill. He didn't even know there was these like electronics and hand games and all that stuff. So you, you've, you've been a, you've been a great help to Mr. Duty Free. He's he was just smelling right. smelling fine up there eating eating Toblerones and and spraying himself with Drakkar. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is so weird. <laughs> yeah, you're in there. I mean, buying perfume and it's you know it's not like way cheaper. Like, no, and then they have like Johnny Walker Blue, and you're like, I don't want a two hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of liquor to take over. Uh, you know, with me. I'm and you can't touch it on the plane either, right? It's got to stay sealed. You you can't even you can't yeah. even have it on the plane, which is when you really you really want to dig into that. Yeah, 
and it's like, yeah, it's just, it's all doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, okay. So TJ, yes, here's the situation. Hit me. Uh, I want you to assume that the following items are free. Okay. Okay. And then my question to you is going to be, would you consume more, a little bit more, way more of them or about the same? Now you could also say, uh, that you would consume less if it was free, although that seems really unlikely. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Right. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. All right. But, uh, so basically, I'm looking for: would you consume the same amount, a little bit more, a lot more, or like tons more? Okay. Uh, assuming these things are completely free. Okay. Yep. Um, first one is coffee. Same. Maybe maybe a touch, maybe a touch more, but not not a lot more. So. Price is rarely the gating concern for you and whether or not you have a coffee. Yeah. more. It's more like uh, stopping before it makes me uh, nervous or edgy. So you, yep. usually usually it's a, like maybe two maybe two servings a day or whatever, two cups. Not, not cups, two yeah, servings, I guess. Yep. Makes sense. Um, batteries. Same. Okay. No change. Toothbrushes, if toothbrushes are free. Oh, same. See, I would I would do a lot more, I think. Yeah, I would go one I time would go use. For the, <laughs> I I would go for like you know how I always say like if if cost were no option, I would have a new pair of socks, socks every single day. day. Maybe I think I, I, think, I think you actually if cost were no option and you had just a, a drawer you opened and socks popped out, I think you'd go through multiple pairs in the same day. I think there's no doubt. There's I think no for doubt. that fresh feeling, you would reload at three in the afternoon, or you know, if you anytime you worked out, you would throw them away, get a brand new, get a brand new pair. Post shower, you'd put on a brand new pair every time. I think you'd go through two, three pairs on average a day. I can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I think I would do that <laughs> if I had a, if I had a like a magical sock drawer where I could just get a new, a new pair anytime I wanted it and easily dispose of them. Wow, that would be great. Uh, and for me, toothbrushes, like I would, you know, because I, I think the, the first like four or five times you use a toothbrush, you're getting a lot more value from it than, uh, you know, time like 50. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, yeah, I don't think, I think they're, what are they like, two bucks a pop? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it, but it's just one of those things where if they, if I could just walk in <laughs> and grab 30, but, <laughs> but it, it it would feel uh uh you know exorbitant to yeah. uh, buy 32 brushes. I mean part of these things are accessibility too cuz it's not so much the cost it's the fact that like yeah I don't know if I want to go down to CVS just for a toothbrush. So a part of it is like the accessibility of them as well if they were free and everywhere then perhaps I'd yep. grab them you know willy-nilly but if they were free but only available still in the same locations then and actually right now I get I get one free every six months for my uh, for my dental cleaning they throw dental one in the bag so sure, they're yeah. kind of free uh, as long as I don't need more than two of them a year you know like so so I probably would that's, come in right in this true. same zone <laughs> that's true but I I and and I totally agree with the point like it for some reason it, it takes like an inordinate <laughs> amount of willpower for me to just be like oh, I'm gonna go to CVS just to buy like toothbrush yeah. like I, every toothbrush i've bought in the past 20 years was a, an additional purchase when i was there <laughs> right, already doing something something else, right? like, you know what good time to get toothbrushes <laughs> right. and 
if they were free, I would just grab 20. And, yep, and at that uh, time, and, 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 and I'd use a lot more of them and I would still probably purchase uh, them as frequently. I would just, I would just use a new toothbrush like every week. Um, okay. Next is baseball gloves. If baseball gloves were free, would you, would you have more mm. of them? Would you have about the same? Uh, same amount. Uh, the, I mean, if they were new and of insane quality, maybe I'd have more. But but the whole thing is like breaking it in, wearing it to exactly how your hand is. And so uh, free, you know, I'm only planning on having maybe the ball glove I have now for the rest of my life. As long as it doesn't break or fall apart, the the whole thing is getting it to the point where it fits you exactly how you want it. So it would be the same amount. That, that, that is what I guess you might say, but that makes sense. Uh, boots. Ooh, more, maybe a lot more. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, it's really Uh, expensive to get soles or just rubber soles put back, put back on boots. It's like 60 bucks. It's almost, you know, it's almost the cost of the new boots. So like if, if I would have, I would right now have maybe six or seven pairs of boots all resold. If resoling was free, oh mama, would I would I be out there, soul brother, getting all sorts of soul done? Um, but yeah, but I, I I really like I really like a, a half boot especially. But yeah, I love I love a good boot. Nice. So you go well up in boots. Yeah. Uh, movie tickets. Mm, no change. No change. Uh, sushi. Ugh. I can't have less than less than if I could. You don't, you know, oh. you don't care for sushi. So free sushi uh, might be the only one that like, I would say like, Oh, less free raw food. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like something's wrong with it. I might go down, but I can't go down from none. So yeah, it would not change at all. So that was probably a bad one for me to include for you. The reason I included it is it struck me as the food that I would most eat. Uh, more of if it were cheaper like uh-huh. su- sushi is a thing where like if, if i'm gonna order sushi and get enough sushi for me it's like at least like 50 bucks yeah and that's that's too pricey to do it, you know very often you'd be disgusted by my answer but the food that i would probably go up the most in is mushrooms i would try if they were free i would try like the fanciest mushrooms or get bunches of shiitakes and you know and all the all the other kind of like higher end mushrooms that are at the the grocery store so i really like i really like the flavor of them and the few times i've had kind of like more exotic ones like hen of the woods or there's something called a lobster mushroom the i've I've really enjoyed those new those new flavors so that might be where i'd if they were free i think i'd get bags of different kinds yeah, I do. I do hate like uh, Hint of the Woods. If if I'm gonna have to eat a mushroom, uh, that's that's what the I one. Choose. Yeah. Uh, next is vacations. If vacations were free, uh, would you go on a lot more, a little more, about the same? A uh, a little more, a little more. Is it's it's the it's the actual travel, the flying and stuff that I don't really like. But I do better with that when I'm with Beth and I take, you know, take if I'm taking a vacation, it's going to be with Beth um, or with a friend. Um, But I still wouldn't go super far. It'd probably still be more just a few more trips within the U.S. to like Savannah or New Orleans or, you know, or maybe someplace I've never been like Utah, Salt Lake City or something just to see a different part. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. It's a, champ- a champion European <laughs> country. Uh, umbrellas. Mm, no, those I usually find in like when we had a theater and stuff like those were basically free to begin with you just find them like lost and founds or they like it seems like when you come into a run of umbrellas you just end up with umbrellas everywhere i'd find them on the train all the time people getting off you know on a rainy day with and just leaving them on their seats and stuff so i think i'd have no change in in the amount of umbrellas unless it was the type of thing like you were saying with toothbrushes maybe i grab you know a friggin you know five years supply next time I'm in the store and it's rainy or whatever, just grab 40 of them. Um, otherwise I think, I don't, I don't think it'd be different. The reason I included umbrellas is I tried to think of one and I'm going to ask you to do this. Yep. Tried to think of something that I would actually, although you said sushi might be where you actually consume less of it. If it was free. And I couldn't think of one for me, but the one that popped into my head was like umbrellas because I was like, if they were free, I would probably just never think ever to get one. Yeah, and then I uh, would just like be like, "Uh oh, it's raining!" And I forgot. Whereas, um, you know what? That I have to buy it, but I still think I would consume more of them if they were free. Here's what I think I would do less of if they were free. I've tried to personally get it to zero. I'm pretty darn close. Um, if it was like plastic water bottles, if they were, if they were, um, or like you know, water in a plastic bottle, I would probably do less free. Because I think I'm trying to contribute less plastic to the world. And if they were free, then I'd think like, holy crap, people are doing these left and right. Like everyone's doing these. So to to try and help defray the total amount, I'm going to have to use less of these. Um, but like I said, I'm pretty close to pretty close to zero now on plastic water bottles. So um, but that'd be Good. one thing. And last one, bicycles. Oh, no change. No, I, you know, a tiny bit more, one more. Well, I mean, how many bicycles do you have? Zero. Okay, so then it's infinitely more. It'd be, it'd be a massive amount more or just just a tiny bit more. <laughs> yeah, just depending on whether you're looking at percentage <laughs> right. or, or grace Right, right. Yeah. All right, man, thank you for those. Um, Rush, here's the situation. This is on ratios. I'm going to give you or ask you to guess, uh, depending, some of these are interesting, the total amount of time spent in an average lifespan doing some mundane activities. And I'd like you to then um, maybe say if you think at the end of your life you'd be above or below these average amounts of time spent doing these things during the course of a lifetime. Okay. Cool. So Great. this is working on the average, an average lifespan of 78 years. I think that was probably average of men, women, or, or, or what have you. And we'll start with one that kind of like people s- sort of know on, uh, on a typical lifetime, you're going to spend a third of your time asleep. And so these are, these total, these total times are, if you did it nonstop all in one chunk, how long you would spend, you would spend doing this. So, um, you would spend 26 years asleep. Um, and in fact, another seven years in bed trying to get to sleep or waking up or whatever. Um, so for a total of 33 years spent in bed, do you think at the end of a 78 year life, you would be more or less than 33 of those years spent in bed or 26 years asleep? Less than 26 years asleep. Um, Maybe, maybe the seven would be around where I would end up. I would imagine I spend maybe 
an average amount of time, uh, like in bed when I'm not asleep. Okay. Um, maybe even slightly above average because I do one of my worst habits is I'll take my like computer iPad and like watch a game and fall asleep, like with a, you know, like a college basketball game on. And then I wake up and my eyes are like, you know, the screen is like falling on my face. And I mean, I can't imagine a worse thing to do for sleeping. Uh, but I I definitely don't sleep an average of of eight hours a day. And I, I, I would be well, well below that 26 on that front. So this next one is working. And my guess is, you know, and for people who have listened to this before, is that your amount of time working will probably be probably be more than this. So you seem to you you work a lot of hours. And I think you plan on working, you know, probably until until, uh, um, you know, for, you know, what would be a normal amount of time. But you work more during during a week or a month than than most do. So I'm going to ask you just to see if you can guess. This is 24 percent of your time working in a typical 50 year period. So I guess they figure you start, you know, when you're, I don't know, 15. Does that sound right? And then, yeah, have some kind of part time job or whatever when you're 15 and stop maybe when you're 65. Guess how many years unbroken or how many uh, you can put it in years or days. Um, unbroken, you spend working in a lifetime. Uh, so my guess is if it's 33 years in bed, <laughs> that it's 25 years working. So just 13 years and two months or 4,821 days working. Okay. And would you... Yeah, I'll be higher than that. Be higher than that. Okay. Um, what about screen time, Rush? How long do you think we uh, we spend looking at screens, phones, the TV, the computer? And this is out of out of work. This is not including work time. Oh my god! I mean, first of all, it's like it's kind of you know. I, I hope they're like extrapolating, you know, because you couldn't take a seventy year old person now right yeah and say oh how much screen time right they, they, they didn't have <laughs> iphones until whatever um but i mean whatever it is i'm gonna be way higher unfortunately okay uh, i'm in front of a screen all the time yeah all the time i mean it's ludicrous i was in fact just thinking about that today where i was like i it, it, i was actually thinking i wonder what percentage of my day that i'm not asleep i'm looking at a screen, a screen. yeah um uh, so, uh, you know, look, I, I think it's like, I, I, I think it's, if, if, if it's 13 years working and 33 in bed, first of all, plenty, a lot of that, both of that will have a screen, as I said earlier. Um, <laughs> so that's 46 and we got 32 remaining. Uh, I know for me, it's going to be like 16 years or something, but I, I I'm going to guess it's a little Eleven years and eleven years and four months, according to this. Okay. So yeah, four four thousand one hundred and twenty-seven days. Um, we're done to eating. Rush. How many? How many uh, years or days do you think someone spends just munching? Um, I would say. Uh, 6.5 years. Good guess. 4.5 years. Four years and six months. And I know you you spend a lot of time in restaurants, but otherwise, I think you eat fairly quickly, eh? So do you think you'd be more or less than I think I'd be lower. Lower, okay. 
uh, I, I have a, I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, dumbbell. Okay. Barker, gotcha. Right? I have a, <laughs> I have a lot of really long meals probably vis-a-vis the average. And then, I mean, I, I, was, I eat by myself, um, you know, the vast majority of my meals and, you know, uh, there's no conversation. So it's uh-huh. just, uh, <laughs> it's just how, how quick can I put it down? So I, I would say I, I'd be lower, but not way lower. So, you know, maybe, maybe 80% of that or something. Okay. There's a few more. I will tell you that they have one year and four months allotted for exercise. Um, do you think you, I know you're, you're in a, you're in a high exercise mode have been this year. Do you think you'll end up higher or lower than average, uh, exercise for a lifetime? I am very confident. I have already exercised more than that. Okay, great. (laughs) Now here's, here's a fun one to guess. Uh, grammar school, total time spent in grammar school. How many, how many years, days, whatever do you think that is? Interesting. So you're you're there for like, uh, we I guess grammar school is like five years. They're saying it I, depends on I whether like pre first counts or yeah. What. I think it's either K through eight or first through first through eighth. I think is they consider. Oh, through eighth. I think okay, so. so. I think of six through eight is like junior high. But so so those years you're doing. Uh, you're probably in school half of the days of the year, slightly higher than that. And then when you're there, you're probably there for a third of the day. So it's like it's four hours a day um, on average, you know, so that's, uh, you know, 1,200 hours. Um, well, if it's four hours a day, the better way to think of it is it's a sixth of the time. And we're saying eight years, you go through it. So I'm going to say like 1.25 years. It pretty good figuring. Uh, it is about 180 days a year. I think they have it as like basically six hours a day. So you're there for like a quarter of the time. But it was less mm. than your estimation. 334, 334 days um, they have as the total. So so still under under one year. Um, but it seems God when it's happening, it seems like forever, and it ends up being like. 334, 334 days. Yeah. And you know what? That, that's fair. I, I'm like, you know, the, the car ride there and back and everything. I mean, <laughs> right. eight hour day. But I guess, it, I guess that's right. I guess it was like, it was like nine to three. I mean, I think that was it. Nine to three, three or maybe even. I think, yeah. It was like eight to two and maybe, you know, you spent. Whatever it was. Yeah. Sometime at lunch or recess or in between classes or whatever so you chunk a chunk a little a little bit out of there how about laughing rush and i guess this is kind of a referendum the, on the longest year uh <laughs> go ahead sorry i was just gonna say the longest year of my life was second grade uh, and uh, for some <laughs> reason that year always just it felt very long and then uh there was a year i think it was like last year where i was like this is the only year that's even has ever competed i guess 2020 is probably the longest year of everybody's <laughs> life but uh how about that? Um, it felt like the yeah, longest. Felt, really long. felt like the longest year of your life, and it was probably only about forty-two days spent spent in that in that class uh, at that yeah. time. Um, and so this one's kind of a referendum on, I think, whether you think you've lived a lived a, a happy life or not. That one hundred and fifteen days will be spent laughing. Oh gosh, huh. one hundred and fifteen days. So. I, I got to think more. I mean, I, you know, I've just been to so many comedy shows mm-hmm. right, to start with. 
Um, and I'm guessing yeah. everyone finds their friends funny, but we're right. Our friends are actually funny. You know, yeah, like, sure. yeah, like some of the funniest people in the country are our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And I think, um, yeah, I think I, I'm not like a, like that easy of a laugher, I don't think. And I'm not like, I'm not prone to like fits of uncontrollable, you know, long laughter. Like I'm not, I don't go to a show and like, I'm not like knee slapping and everything, you know, so so probably a little less than maybe the average person who's spent as much time as I have watching things that are designed to be funny. But uh, yeah, I've spent a lot of time laughing, uh, a lot of time. So I, I would, I would hope I'm probably double. Yeah, that. I hear you. Um, so here's the last one, Rush. Um, I left out, I think, getting ready and maybe waiting in line. Those are two other categories that were in here. And so they left the they the leftover time, the time that remains that they said is left for your commute for cleaning to see shows, to have a family, to tell stories and the rest. How much do you think is left in life? That is just basically your time to do all that other stuff. The, the like catch all. Catch yeah, all it is. It's like the, a family, right? <laughs> like spending right. time with children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we could figure out that it's, uh, you know, in the neighborhood of we've, we've taken up 46, 57, 61 you know we we didn't do high school and college there um I, it sounds like there's only going to be like eight years left at the end of all that for the for the catch-all bingo buddy about eight years and two months 2997 days for uh for all the <laughs> to get to get the rest of your chore list yeah. completed there and tj man that's what life's all about is how <laughs> do you spend that 8.2 you know i mean that's what it comes down to Everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to go to grade school. You know how do you how do you spend? Ah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that Rush. You're gonna win fifty. You're gonna lose fifty. It's what you do with those other those other sixty two ball games. That's that's what you do. You know, you're gonna win fifty and lose fifty. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. All right, good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. All right, TJ. Here's the situation. It Hit turns me. out. Yep. It turns out that like Elon Musk and some other people are correct. Life is a simulation. Oh, we're just all in a simulation, and you mm -hmm. uh, are able to find <clears throat> the settings uh, for your character for TJ Jagodowski. Oh, and it turns out the way it works is it's it's basically all done by ratios. So uh, it's not all pre-programmed. Not every single event is programmed, but instead, like ratios are set up, like. This is how much of the time he's going to be awake. This is how much of the time he's asleep, you know, and it's, it's a series of hundreds of little ratios like that, that, that set up. And that's how you kind of uh, create your character. So think of it like a game, like the Sims or whatever. And you're like, all right, how much of my time do I spend on this and that? And the okay. Other. And so you uh, are able to now that you found your simulation settings, you're able to adjust them how you see fit. Okay. okay. And so, I want to know how you would set your ratio for the following uh, things. So we'll start with the example I gave, which is what do you want your ratio to be of how much you're asleep to how much you're awake. Um, I would like I would like sleep to be one, uh, four one four to one one to four. I would like to sleep like six hours a day. Is that is that is that the right? That would be one to one to three. One so to 25% three. 25% of the time yeah. uh, would be one to three. Okay. Yeah. One to three. And you can also just say the percentage. Okay. Uh, um, okay. So 
I mean, if I could do it less and live right, then I would do I would do that. But I think I think any less than that, I start start not not doing not not doing good at the other stuff. Right, but if you can set it, that's what you're gonna do. Six, yeah, six I would, hours of sleep a day. I, it, I I like that answer. That's I think I would pick the same. Yeah. Um, what do you want your work to non-work ratio to be? What percentage of your time do you want to spend working? Obviously, you could turn it all the way down to zero. You could turn it up to whatever, but wh- where do you want it? Um, like ten percent, one to one to nine. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I was kind of, I mean, I was definitely similar in the sense that I thought I don't want it to be zero. Yeah. Like I think I would lose my mind if I just had unfettered, you know, like you can't work, you're just out there. It's just nothing but leisure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched the. Uh, I watch. I've been watching the Crown kind of in the background lately. I like having something on, you know, that I can pay attention to and not. And uh, it was Edward the Eighth. I believe Edward the Eighth is the one who abdicated and went just to like live a life of leisure with Wallace Simpson. And they were just so bored with parties. Yeah. Like they looked at each other, like how many more parties can we basically have? Like the, a life of leisure is very like dull to to live. Uh, you know, like and and I think. Even when I consider like work, this is the work's going to be like rehearsing for something that might be really fun, you know? So even the work is spent putting time into something that turns out to be a good time. Like the, I don't know what the ratio is of time spent coming up with situations for us to talk about, you know, like maybe it's a, maybe it's a one-to-one, maybe it's a one-to- four of coming up with the questions to actually recording but if if i mean if that's considered work it's work put into it's work time put into something that's like a pleasant experience you know on the on the on the actual like other end yep yep I, uh it makes sense to me um how much of your time you want alone how much you want uh with uh, a companion or more more than one companion so Alone versus uh, with others. Um, I'd like twenty percent of my time alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously this is awake time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some of that can cross over to work. I, I like kind of being alone when I when I work on stuff. Um, you know, if it's if it's uh, especially if it's something that I'm writing down. But otherwise, I like kind of like to read by myself. I like there's some things I like to walk. Uh, often, kind of just put music in and and just zone out and stroll and stuff. So I like a decent amount of time by myself. Okay, so twenty percent alone, eighty percent. I, I think I would be higher on the alone uh portion um i also spend a lot of time just near beth or with beth where we're not necessarily speaking we're just you know together in a room um and i like i also like that feeling of being with someone even if we're not you know engaged in conversation we're you know kind of coexisting in this space and it feels cozy to be there with someone so yeah right right okay uh good and then um what percentage of, or, or, or what, how do you want to do your ratio for how much of your time you're at home versus you're traveling? Oh, uh, 93% at home. Okay. So 
so what 10% would be like five weeks a year, 35 ish days. So you're, you're looking at like maybe 30 days a year, uh, where you're sleeping somewhere else in a bed other than, you know, your home. Yeah, That seems fine. That's like one twelfth of the time. That's total of about a month somewhere, somewhere else traveling or whatever. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like being home. Uh, it's where all my shit is, you know? Um, right. uh, yeah, I think, I think that actually, that, that number feels right. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I know you'd be traveling a lot less for work. Would you keep up a pretty robust travel schedule to travel for leisure if, if you, if you were? I think for me, it would be 25%. Okay. I, I would want to be home 75% of the nights. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think my work, I would, I'd probably have a little higher than the 10%, not way higher, maybe like 15% or something. And then, uh, part of that travel would certainly be work related. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But I like, yeah, I, I, I like, uh, like I, I, I don't miss that I was traveling as much as I was traveling before COVID, but I do miss, um, uh, travel for sure. And I, I get a little nervous about like, am I getting too set in oh, okay. my uh-huh. like, ways of being at home? So, uh, I like to, to get around there a little bit. Um, what percentage of your conversation do you want to be related to sports? Hmm. Less as I get older. Um, but I love talking about it with my brother. But averaged out over all conversations. Uh, one to nine, maybe 10%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about politics? What percentage of your conversation do you want to be uh, spent on politics? Oh. God bless, please. After uh, after November, nah, after inaugurate, can I get that down to two percent again? That yeah, like uh, yeah. that's at thirty, and I'd love to get it down to down to two. Yeah, I'd love to ignore the news again, man. Like not watch it every day. Like uh, like I feel like I need to know if there's a train coming down the tracks. Like I'd love to go back to just basically being able to ignore the news. Yeah. And I wonder, I, I do feel like as people get older, politics ends up taking up more and more of their, their time. Now, obviously, 2020 is a, we, we at least think and expect it's kind of a unique time in that regard. But I also wonder whether we're just on like kind of a one-way track. I, I don't know if this is just me or if this is the getting older thing or what, but like, as I, I think as I get older, I like having things that are live. I wonder if this has anything to do with why old people watch so much news or weather. I like having something live on it. I don't know. It makes me feel like maybe connected to something more so than watching something that's syndicated or pre-recorded or whatever. Having a live person talking to me from the, from the screen makes me feel, I don't know, like less dead. And so I wonder if that's why like people, these old people leave the weather channel on because it's always kind of someone, someone there standing in front of the screen telling you what's happening right now and what, what, you know, what's coming in a few days and, and stuff like that, that something about them being live makes it, makes it better for me. Very good. Uh, and then the last thing is you do find uh, one other master control. Okay. Um, and, that, and so this doesn't just control for you, this controls for the whole simulation. And the one thing that you get to set is uh, what percentage of, of days do you want to have good weather versus bad weather if, mm. you, if you got to set it for your location? 
78%. Good, good weather. So you definitely want, you're right. You definitely want, you, you need a few of the bad days. There's, there yeah. Enjoy the good days. I don't want there to be a San Diego. I really don't. You know, like I don't want 340 or whatever. Like you, everyone's got to eat, everyone's got to eat the pipe just a little bit. You know, like you, everyone needs a couple of days. I also don't want you to necessarily have to live in, you know, in Bemidji uh, or whatever, you know, like. Or Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or God bless Syracuse. Holy shit. I, that, that was a rough weather city, man. Like, oh, man. I don't know if it was just legend while we were there, but you're like, people are like, Hey, you know, Syracuse gets the least sunny days of any city in the nation, right? Like you get the most annual rain, uh, per, uh, total precip and and clouds and i don't know if that's true but it felt like it man like oh, lake of we got lake effect people are like it's lake effect i'm like from which lake like I, four different lakes they're like oh <laughs> Onond- lake onondaga lake erie lake oneida the finger like like we're getting it all you know like i don't know if any of it was true but that town felt like it sat on your shoulders in the you know in the form of a of a hood it just felt dark all the time there so yeah. no thanks all right yeah, good stuff all right, Rush. Um, here's the situation. It's Europe. It's European high school graduation time, and the European yearbook is assembling their year-end superlatives for all the countries in Europe. So I'm going to give you ten categories, and I want to tell me. I want you to tell me which European country you're voting for for this for this particular category. Cool. Cool. All right, Rush. Of the European countries, who's the biggest flirt? Uh, Italy. Ah, you know it. You know it, man. Um, who's the class clown? Oh, boy. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I was going to say Sweden, but, uh, so I guess I'll stick with Sweden. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Always. The board, the board, the board, the board, yeah. you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Rush, who's the life of the party? Uh, I think that's going to be Spain. Spain. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh. I'm going to say Portugal. Close. It was close. It was, Portugal. they were out on the Iberian. It was uh, someone out on the Iberian Peninsula was, yeah. was partying. What, what were you thinking? Who was Abiza? Is that Spain? Is that? Uh, yeah. Abiza. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Rush, who's the most changed over these four years? Who do you think is most changed? Uh, gosh, uh, you, the former Yugoslavia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how about most likely to succeed? Uh, I, it's you know I hate. Uh, I, I think it's probably England. England, okay. How about how about? Um, I kind of want to say Germany, but it's like you, it's hard to say Germany in that category without it sounding horrible. Because then you're like, "Well, wait a second, <laughs> Rush, like, what the hell are you talking right. about? Like, uh, they attempted to succeed in taking over the entire world. That wasn't uh, a great idea. But I do think the Germans are, you know, they seem very like motivated and professional. But I'll go with England. All right. How about most unforgettable? Uh, they're. I think I'm probably going to say uh, France. Okay. This is poor use of this word by definition, but who's the most unique? Uh, the most unique? Switzerland. Okay. You got a couple more. Best dressed? Uh, 
I'm trying not to repeat any one, but I, I'm going to have to repeat one for that and say Italy. Okay, She's great. So, clear, so clearly the winner. Rush, good luck not repeating here. Who's the biggest drama king or queen? Who loves the drama? Uh, let's go. I, I'm going to have to say the French. <laughs> okay. And lastly, Rush, cutest couple. Uh, like Greece and Cyprus. Okay, great. Very nice. Good job. I, I thought about Greece a little bit for the most changed as well. I think I think former Yugoslavia is a good one there, but uh, feel like feel like Greece, you know, went from like the ancient seed of civilization to completely to, bankrupt. Yeah, right. I just think of it as like guys driving around in like cigarette boats, and, like and not a care in the world out there. All right, uh, TJ. Yeah. Here's the situation. This will be my last one, and then we come back to the top. Sounds good. Um, and uh, so you know. Previously, you and I discussed putting together like a railroad, uh, oh, a yeah. super fast railroad in the United States. Um, and and so we got a good idea of like where you would most like to travel in the United States. Yep. And I know we, we kicked off this call with you saying you've only uh, done uh, two, uh, two, you'd only visited two of the countries that I listed in the Champion of Champions. And, and you're not, you don't seem like a guy especially excited about flying uh, over the Atlantic Ocean in order to get out to to Europe, but let's say that you have a free trip okay. to Europe. All right. I want to know what the ratio is on this free trip to Europe as to which co- cities and countries uh, you spend uh, your time in. And let's assume it's a trip with Beth. You've got one month. I want I want you to give me a ratio for. Uh, country by country how you would uh what what would be your ideal kind of uh kind of split okay we're gonna start with i think the furthest east that we'll go um my wife my wife uh her last name is maluski mine is jagodowski and we're gonna start in the homeland and we're gonna we're gonna hit poland for let's say like five days because i would definitely want to see a couple of places krakow um warsaw warsaw or maybe gdansk and uh also like some countryside too um and 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 we'll we'll probably end up in england but like one of my the one of my favorite days um dave and i did shows in in london and it's in soho there for a week and beth came and one of our favorite days was going out in the countryside um and to visit a fellow named john kramer who's a, a british uh, a British improviser, and I, I think, like, I don't want to make the mistake of just seeing the cities in all these places. I also want to see, like, what the country looks like in, in these places. So I would, well, over the course yeah. of those five days, if it's, you know, a couple in one town, one in another town, and maybe two in the countryside, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that. Um, and man, now I'm kind of torn because the places I've been in Europe, I I liked for the most part. I really liked being in in Rome, and I really liked England. But I don't want to spend a ton of time going back to places that that I have been. So um, we might end up skipping Italy for this trip. Um, I I've never been to the Mediterranean, so maybe like maybe Monaco, Greece, or Monaco. How about a couple of days in the Greek Isles? That that seems like that'd be pretty cool nice. and and lovely to see and you know one of the one of the birthplaces of of uh, modern modern society see Athens and maybe 
Yeah, maybe the Isles. Monaco. I suppose since I'm there and I don't know if I'll go back a couple of days, uh, three days in France. See Paris okay. and and, uh, and also the countryside. Countryside there. Um, two nights in Monaco, Monte Carlo. That'd be, that'd be cool as hell. Um, yeah, highly recommended. Yeah. Then... You know, I might do like a week in Spain and a week in Portugal. I think both of those would be super cool and 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 lovely. And then I think the rest of the time I'm going to do Ireland, England, maybe a half and half split the the um London again, the countryside and then maybe finish up on the Emerald on the Emerald Isle. Um Dublin, I I I wish there were certain places like i'm i'm really happy i went to las vegas and new orleans when i was still drinking i wish i had been to ireland while i could still while i could enjoy some of the pub culture because i i think that's such a large part of that you know and listening to music and um and you know having a pint and listening to stories and stuff like that so um i think some of the ways that i would like to you know would have liked to have experienced ireland are out the door but i think seeing the countryside there and uh and you know and and the small town living and stuff like that will still have its still have its 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 charm um and i'll just have to uh, be made fun of while i sit in the pub and drink (laughs) pints and pints of club soda and what uh, what do you want the ratio to be between um, uh, how much of your time uh, during this free trip to Europe are you spending in some train travel? Uh, as opposed to car or, or plane? As opposed to not, uh, you know, like as opposed to set, uh, being uh, set up in a place, you know? Like, oh, uh, I, I don't mind a good amount of train travel. Um, I've. I, it's one of my preferred modes of travel. If if out of these thirty days, I spend two days total on on forty eight hours on trains, then I'd be okay. With, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, sounds pretty good. And you're taking a train where you can versus a plane. Correct. I think that's a no brainer. Yes, if if I if given that option. Although if it's like eighteen hours of those of that time getting from Poland to. <laughs> to yeah. whatever the you know to Greece or it's a 45 minute flight or whatever then I'll hop yeah. on Ryanair or whatever it is and get my ass over there. Yeah. All right, Rush, All right, you ready great. ready for the last one? I am. Here's the situation, buddy. You are brought in by the Food Ratio Stabilization Organization to codify ratios that have been up to now left up to the discretion of the maker of the food. You are tasked with setting the hard numbers on these ratios. Are you ready? All right. The first one is a sandwich, Rush. I want the ratio of bread to meat to whatever vegetable or whatever. We're going to leave sauce off for now. You can sauce to your to your desire. So we'll just go bread to meat to veg ratios of uh, of proper sandwich. <clears throat> make. I'm going to say uh, 40, 55, 5. Okay, great. So light on light on the veg. You're just getting a slice of lettuce on there. Yeah, I don't care too much. It's usually going to be like some sort of onions or something on there. But uh, uh, the, I'm really concerned about that bread to meat ratio. And <laughs> you know, it kind of depends on the on the sandwich a little bit. But um, 
you know, and I, I'm not averse to like going to like a, you know, a Manny's and getting like that giant I stack of pastrami <laughs> right. between like two tiny, <laughs> tiny little pieces of rye. You can barely yeah. even hold it. Uh, and I don't, I don't love like a, like a really thick burger, like on a burger. I, uh-huh. I want to have, um, but I also don't want really thick bread on the burger either. Yep. So I want like the griddle style. So, it, you know, it's going to kind of come down to that same ratio again. And I, I think as long as we're kind of in the 40, 40, 60, one way or the other, I'm, I'm usually going to be uh, kind of okay with it, but but a little higher on the meat than the bread. I think. Okay. Rush, um, they want to standardize uh, in a muffin the cake to uh, fruit or nut or whatever, you know, whatever muffin flavor ratio yeah. on that. What, what, what are we what are we going to go with that one for? You know, I bet that the amount of cake is higher than I think it is. Yeah. You know, like... Like I bet, I bet it's something crazy. Like it's ninety six percent, you know. Because um, it's not. There's not all is. that much blueberry in there. There's a lot of dye, and then there's a there's right. a hole. But the actual blueberry is pretty pretty minute in those. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> right now, I'll say this: I've never had a chocolate chip muffin, and I enjoy a chocolate chip muffin. I've never had a chocolate chip muffin where I was like, you know what, too many chocolate chips. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so you. <laughs> I I think so. Let's just say it's currently ten percent. Uh, blueberries or chocolate chips or okay. cranberries or, or bananas and or nuts whatever. bananas and nuts i love a banana nut muffin mm-hmm. love it love some banana bread as you know and i think uh i, so I want to double it I want to, okay I want to say we're gonna we're gonna kick it up to if it was 10 we're going to 20 <laughs> all if it, right if it was 20 i want to go to 30 i don't uh, want to go wow. to yeah. necessarily 40 Is but, it, we're not uh, quite to fruitcake level but we're we're getting we're nibbling around the edge of fruitcake fruitcake level i want yeah all you, right you want like you know what was it? Was it Chips Ahoy? You know, yeah. you, you can't take a, a bite without <laughs> hitting and, a chip. And they, yeah. They have some, some just dog shit old, uh, old chocolate chip cookies where there's like four chocolate chips in there. Like, you can't have that. You got to have a lot of chocolate. Rush, this one's been around forever, and I, I think this, this could start fights. Cereal to milk. We're talking a bowl of cereal, cereal to milk ratios here. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, I, I almost always throw out some milk at the end of the at the end of the cereal. Yep. Um, you don't finish it. You don't finish that sweet milk. There's a lot of people. That's what they're they're eating the cereal just to get to that milk. Sometimes I know, and they drink it, and it's. I don't. You know, I'm not like. I don't think it's like nasty to do that, but I, I it just always struck me as like uncouth to like tip the bowl <laughs> and just because uh, my favorite cereal milk would be. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh-huh. the milk that, that uh, after the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, because you got a lot of cinnamons fell, falling off into that milk. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm just, um, I think it's like a 50-50 type ratio for, for me. I mean, I, it's a little hard to say because one's, you know, flaky and so it has less density. So I don't really know what the Right, I hear you, but it's weight. I should have clarified, but it's tough to, to go by weight or mass. But l- let me ask you this. You put you put a bunch of cereal in a bowl. I imagine you cereal in the bowl first. Cereal you, first, yeah. Okay. Not some sort of animal. Right. When are you going by then look as to when like all the cereal starts to float? Are you are you stopping the milk? Are you waiting to see the milk around the I edge? See a little or, bit of milk. You're seeing it. Yeah. Okay. You're going visual yeah. visual confirmation of milk level when you yep. Okay. Great. That's right. And then there's something weird to me about Whenever you then pour the second bowl of cereal into the already existing yep. milk, right? Yep. So you're, you've, you've had your bowl, uh, you finished it, you want a little more, 
that second one just it never tastes as good and part of it is the ratio doesn't it just it feels weird putting the, the cereal in second yeah and when you get the original bowl of cereal and you stick the spoon in and you get down to the bottom and you pull it out you have just the right level of saturation mm-hmm. of milk on that uh on that that cereal flake or whatever it is and it just the cereal tastes like too dry and weird when you put when the milk had already been in there i don't know why depending on how long you took depending on how yeah depending on how long you took too you're starting to lose some temp on that milk you're starting to get a uh, a That's slightly right. warmer milk in the that second yeah. um rush how about this you order a pepperoni pizza what what percentage of the cheese area do you want to have pepperoni coverage of you if if i'm if i'm clear there 67 percent. you want two-thirds of of the cheesed area to be covered with pepperoni yeah i think so i I like a very heavy amount of pepperoni very heavy amount um i'm okay with anything down to you know 40 percent. but when you start to get down to where you've just got a few of the pepperonis like spotting the landscape that's that's no good and then I, i don't like the few piece of pizza places where they just it's actually coated entirely in, in pepperoni that feels like too much right so i like to it's visual for me i like to be able to see that yep. cheese i hear you and uh yeah how about this rush you order a burger and fries we'll go by mass on this what do you what kind of ratio do you want to total size burgers side order of fries uh you want you're looking one to one there or you want uh, more mass of fries, just pure space spatial relation. What are you looking at there? It's an interesting question because I've I've taken to, and I have I more often in the last fifteen years, I I just don't get the fries, and I get like a second, you know, burger instead. Okay, or something. So I would get like at McDonald's. Uh, it used to be I would get the two cheeseburger meal, and then over time I replaced the fries and would just get one cheeseburger or two cheeseburgers and a ten-piece chicken nugget. Okay. Um, but if I'm getting a burger and fries, and the reason I do that is because I feel like the fries are the least uh, satiating for their caloric value. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, another burger might actually be less calories than the fries, but I, I'm, I'm more full if yep. I do that other burger. But if I'm getting a burger and fries and I'm just doing it for the taste and the enjoyment of it all, then I want fries probably 60% of the mass. Okay, great. Now, how, this is, this is a, let me, I'm trying to figure the best phraseology for this. Homemade, average homemade cookie size. Cool. Someone makes homemade chocolate chip cookies for you just so kind of picture that size they're not crazy big they're not they're but they're bigger than like a chips ahoy size they're like you know homemade cookie size maybe a little height to them you know that kind of thing you have three homemade chocolate chip cookies how much milk do you want accompanying that uh i'll probably pour a glass and plan to uh you know once again i'm I'm really gonna upset the uh Uh, the, people, the, the, the the completionists who are like, how dare you? How dare you waste milk? But I, I'll probably I'll probably pour half the glass out. Okay. But I like I like that I have that <laughs> like <laughs> nice cold glass, and then I'll uh, you know I'll eat a little bit. But I, I'll be very fixated on those cookies. Yeah, that I milk doesn't have much of a chance. Okay. <laughs> um, you can describe this ratio in any way you want to, whether it's a single a, a single serving or if you're setting these out. 
chips to salsa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Maybe both. Like in a scoop itself, if you're having a chip, how much salsa coverage do you want on there? And if you're talking like bag of chips, what kind of relationship to salsa do we need there? Uh, you know, I like to dip a fairly heavy dip uh, on the chip. Of course, you need like, you, you got to have a good chip. I mean, I, I really do kind of like those um, Fritos like scoops, scoops. and stuff, like mm-hmm. chips that are specifically made for dipping purposes. And, yep. and you, you know, the like the the classic like uh, Tostito style uh, chips and salsa chip is a great tasting chip, but like half the bag is uh, unusable, right? It all, it all flakes off and shatters and you have like, these tiny slivers of chip by the end, you know? And, uh, and so you, and also when you dip, you can't have a chip that's breaking in half while you go in there for the dip, especially at a restaurant. Um, so you gotta be a little careful with it, but I, I, I probably got to cover 10 to 15% of the chip in terms of its total coverage, but I'm going to get, you know, some thickness to that salsa. So it's a good amount. So if you do that, let's say like, cause there's no way you can keep up that pace, right? Like you're, you're, you're going to go through, you're going to go through that can of that, that jar of salsa in no time yeah. at that rate. So oh, I, I need, I need, uh, three jars of, more, yeah, for a bag of chips, <laughs> like for a good bag of chips. But the, I mean, the, the one nice thing about the chip bag sucking is that the, you know, half the bag is unusable <laughs> anyway. So I, I end up only needing like, I don't know, one and a half. Um, but you know, I love a cheese dip. That's yeah, my I absolute favorite thing and terrible weakness of mine is a cheese dip. <laughs> And, uh, you, you know, that's one of those foods that I won't stop eating except out of basically, uh, uh, uh shame. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you do this. I'll do this sometimes. If I, if I fully load that chip, I put that chip in there and I fully load it with whatever, I'll probably dry chip chase it just to, just to kind of try and keep the ratio in balance. I might, I might go with yeah. like a half, a broken chip afterwards, just dry, you know, like just to, to kind of kind of keep me keep me in balance you know i I am a uh, very selfish and and uh just very selfish cheese dip eater like if if that cheese dip gets to our table i'm just going at it like it's my own personal cheese dip and if if that's a problem for you order another one okay you know that's how i approach it uh on the salsa and other stuff i would be much more uh much much more civilized okay. to it. but if i'm at like jalisco's in atlanta i'm just eating Go cheese on. dip until they put my uh, enchiladas down in front of me until that moment the cheese dip is getting uh, just hoovered up by me all right last one rush and we've we've kind of this subject has come up before so i will i will leave it open to whatever 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 um uh, rec- uh receptacle you want at the beginning either waffle or pancake to syrup ratio gotta have a lot of syrup Okay. Full coverage, minimal, uh, minimal full coverage on either. If you, if you have a waffle, are you making sure every cranny or, or, or you know, every square has no. syrup in it or no? No. I mean, you know, my thing with pancakes, right? It's yep. just, there's no, there's no solving it because the first five bites are just wonderful. And then I don't, it doesn't even matter whether it's dry. I mean, if it's dry, I'm going to hate it by the end, but I'm not going to like it if it's all syruped up either. I do prefer a waffle to a pancake, maybe in part because, um, it feels a little less heavy by bite five and six. So if we do waffle, 
what are you covering 80% of that waffle with syrup pre pre first cut? I'd say I'm more like 60%. Okay. So you're purposely going to leave some, some naked, some syrup nakedness on that when you're, when you're prepping. I'm probably going to do like two seconds. I'm going to do like a a circle and then another concentric circle inside of that. Okay. And then assume that it'll, it'll slowly spread its way through, through more of the waffle. I don't want it drowning in, in the syrup, especially if it's good. Like a really good waffle, uh, you know, I might, I might just butter and put uh-huh. like jelly on it oh, instead sure. of even syrup. Cause the, if the waffle is already super tasty and maybe it's got like a little powdered sugar or something, it's more like in the beignet family. Then I might, I might go uh, low to no on the syrup. Sometimes if, if you go a pancake w- without syrup is a disaster. If you go jelly on waffle, you go in 60% coverage with, uh, with the jelly as well. Well, I'm going to put butter and je- if I'm having jelly, then I'm getting some butter on there. Yeah, I'm probably going to be between butter or jelly. I'm I'm moving up to you're, ninety. Yeah, you're getting close to full coverage, coverage on that, right? You're, yeah, that's full yeah, coverage package. To, yeah, I'm just leaving a little bit for my hands <laughs> to be able to get around on the side. But other than yeah. that, we're you're going fender to fender on that full coverage. Give me the give me the whole package on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what ratio of our show rush do we spend on on thanking people? Do you think? Uh, 1%-ish. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's try and trim that down. So thanks to yeah, Nate, Julie, you. and Emily. Uh, thanks to you guys for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can get us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. And uh, anything else, Rush, or take us out? No, that's it. Thank you guys very much. And we'll uh, be back next week.